life can be so challenging. Where can you go to get divine clarification, help, and advice? Well, may I introduce Natasha Venter, medium coach and direct connection to your guides and angels. Through her podcast, Life Clarifications, Natasha will help you navigate through and create your life's destiny. My name is Kevin McDonald, co-host of this podcast, and I've seen her work and know that through her incredible talent, you can be changed forever. So let's start another episode of Life Clarifications with Natasha. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Life Clarifications with Natasha. Hey there, boss. How's it going? It's going great. And we are each other's boss, so you're my boss, too. So we're having fun together, creating what we can. And I know that we've been doing a lot together, and I am so grateful. And I stand in gratitude most of the time. That's how I walk in life. Well, standing in gratitude is a good thing because, you know, we're still here. And we're still we are. Alive. And there's, you know, even in the darkest time, and I can say this even the year that I had, you know, my mom passing with Lou Gehrig's disease, having a new baby, a four-year-old, husband, husband changing jobs, sold two mom's houses, sold my own personal home, bought a new home, uh, and, and, you know, basically had my mom go from wheelchair to bed within a year and and passing that I found even looking outside and all of a sudden there's a bird flying by and I just said I'm grateful and or I would um, look at my little one running by and as much as the mood was not what I was wishing for I was grateful because there was something in my life that had an opportunity to shift and change and you know and that's one thing that a lot of people have a hard time struggling with is gratitude that they have a hard time going from um something really hard to gratitude and i know for me that when i go into gratitude especially first thing in the morning or at the end of the day it just i can just feel my being just kind of going ah you know, because there's always something. And I know that, you know, being a witness, not a judgment of my husband, who was through his years more of a um, pessimist than an optimist. <laughs> and I would always say when he came home from work and he would just be so overrung with emotion of negativity. And I said, what was one thing that you can say that, uh, that you were grateful for? And he couldn't come up with anything. And, you know, and so what I said, well, here's something to be grateful for. And I went up and I hugged him. And sometimes we have to be the gratitude for someone else. And even though I wasn't having a good day, even though I was troubled and and in a negative space myself, but saying that and thinking that helped me move and helped him kind of go, oh, it didn't necessarily bring him into gratitude, but it made him go, oh, which is the beginning of shifting something. And I'm gonna, not going to name and claim it because it's individual, you know, but that's, that's just the thing that, that, you know, we're walking into this new normal of, of, you know, we thought we were done with the crumb stuff of this world that's going through right now. And, and yet it seems to be na- taking another breath as everything does try to come back 
and say, see, I'm still important. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if that means anger emotion, if that means love emotion, something always says, I'm coming back to say, huh, did you get it? Are you learning your lessons? Are you experiencing this? Are you knowing what you really want to do? And we have to kind of say to ourselves, hmm, I think I did. And I know I did. And you know what? I'm still moving on. You know, just kind of like me, you know, the day that I had a hard time putting my foot on the ground, taking care of my mom with say, And I said, you know, God, and that's the word I choose to use for my belief system. I want everybody to know that your own belief system, put in your own word. I said, if you can put my feet on the ground, I'll walk the rest of the day. Well, I looked at the clock and it was one o'clock in the afternoon and I had done my things during the day. And I said, crap, you put my foot on the ground, didn't you? I guess I'm doing it. So I'm going to have to do the rest, you know, but there was that moment of even in that statement that I was saying, and that's almost the way that I said it a little bit more frustration because I was done (laughs) that, um, you know, I, I kind of was grateful at that moment that, that my higher belief, my being, my spirit allowed my body to get on the ground and get dressed come down and do the chores and the chores sometimes were trying to just make my mom comfortable mm-hmm. you know taking care of a grumpy nine-month-old uh taking care of a four-year-old that was feeling un, um unworthy of you know just kind of he was the peaceful one so sometimes he was overlooked you know it's just there was all these things that that you know and then me being on the last of burner and i didn't even include my husband because he was at work you know <laughs> it's it was one of those things that, you know, we just kind of do what we got to do sometimes to just move forward. And, you know, I don't want to go back into that story, but I wanted to give an example of how can we manage in the midst of our, I'm going to use the word crap that we're living. You use that word. Yeah, but I was going to use another word, you know, that was a little stinkier. <laughs> well, you know, and I got to ask you because I generally tend to live my life on the positive side of things always have there are people that live their lives on the negative side of things always have and there's some people that go back and forth always have how do you help people understand that taking life so damn seriously is not worth the aggravation well, I guess, or is it worth the aggravation? And I just am, am in la la land. You, you, but you know, I can tell you that being a witness of, and like I said, that you know, in a way, I do have their permission to talk about the generality of of what we've lived through in our family. Uh, that my youngest child, you know, she. dealt with depression most of her life, you know, and, and my husband dealt with depression and alcoholism most of his life. And those two together were like um, oil and water, even though they were a lot the same personalities, you know, and, you know, I grew up in a, you know, my household, my husband and my mom had the same birthday, August 20th, Leo, my older child, you know, August 10th, Leo, my youngest child on the cusp of cancer to Leo. Um, and then I'm a Cancerian. So 
you know, my youngest was, was in between fire and water a lot in her personal walk. And me being, you know, the, the water, you know, with a bunch of Leos, felt, always felt like there was fire going on and, or trying to put out their fire. Because Leos, you know, lovingly said, it's kind of about them. <laughs> I mean that with love. Own it and claim it because I've lived with them. You know, that, that, you know, but when watching my children, my child, because my other child and I were optimists. We were more optimistic about life. Life can change. Life is going to be better someday. You know, even if it's not right now, we just kind of got to drudge through this. You know, it's like, huh, okay, well, it's here. You know, sometimes when uh, my youngest was crying because she didn't want to go to school and my husband was stomping around trying to get out of the house and my youngest and I kind of looked at each other or my, my older one and I just looked at each other and went, hmm. By the way, before we get too much farther, um, you are Natasha Venter. I am. Sorry, we just jumped in, didn't we? <laughs> you, just took, you took off like a chainsaw, young lady, and just, <laughs> just went off in crazy land. But no, yeah. um, you are, you're a psychic medium. And yes, I am. The purpose of this show is to provide people the opportunity to talk to you. And if you want to talk to, Nat to Natasha right now, you can by calling in, in actual fact. And the number is 206 408 1395. Again, that's 206 408 1395. And we'll put you into her world so that you can have an opportunity to talk with her about some of the things that may be bothering you because she's really good. Thank you. She did a phenomenal job uh, on Monday. I highly, it was a great uh, episode of Life Between Lives. So I highly encourage you to go listen. Yeah, to I did a session with uh, Regan's wonderful friend, and and I felt like it, I'm hoping that it brought some clarity. And I would love to to maybe you know I couldn't give everything. I and we're on the radio, well YouTube, but this is kind of like the radio where you can call in. That you know, there's this fine line between how much do I give because we're out in public. And so I try to give enough to give guidance. <laughs> but yet there's that pro that personal session time to get the final movement and go forward. So if you're looking for just clarification and you're wanting some support in the moment that you're in, and, and I can give you that, I can do a session with you quickly here and, and just be, this is what I wanna be for people is not necessarily the, uh, the 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 um, optimist of life but just this is the reason why maybe you're going through this emotion and many a times and i'm going to talk about emotions for a minute if i can many of us don't even know we have emotions you know it's like if we're angry they don't even acknowledge that they're that people are they're angry because they're just kind of like it's a normal state for them Sure. They don't realize that their anger is there to say, hey, hey, we got to work on this. Not necessarily, it's not necessarily the anger that wants to work on it, but why are you angry? And a lot of people don't realize that, that 
frustration and anger doesn't necessarily steam from not being able to, or that person cut you off in the road, but it steams and it stems from maybe not being validated in your life most of your life. And so somebody cutting you off is the same language as somebody saying you're not important. Oh, exactly. So that's, that's why sometimes we're angry. It's not because somebody cut you off. That's not why you blow up so much, but it's that part of that, that, that trigger, 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 which builds and builds and builds if we don't deal with that emotion. Now, let's talk about that, because a lot of people don't actually really know when we say, you know, it's become a catchphrase, trigger. Uh, it used to be a horse. Now it's a catchphrase uh, for uh, <laughs> that. Goes yes, it used back. to be a horse. <laughs> it goes way back when to the Lone Ranger and trigger. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but, but a lot of people don't, when you talk about getting triggered, they don't really get what that is. Explain what that is. So triggered means that that impulsive uh, impulsive, um, and the, that moment where something just, you just kind of go, and then it's almost like a light switch going on or a light switch going off. Cause sometimes light switch goes off. We don't even remember what we've done. You know, there's some people who have anger management problems where they just go from okay to red all of a sudden, because something, something keyed in, triggered them, made the light switch go on or off. And when I'm saying off, it means going dark. It just means I'm not here. I'm, I'm, I'm not even paying attention to what I'm saying, doing, or, or anything like that. Or on where it's like all of a sudden, oh, I'm so angry. I'm so like, how can I, oh, I, uh, you know, there's no words, you know, because, and then the next person walks in the door, it's like, wham, you know, because you've been turned on because something triggers something it, something set you off it's that set off button so is that kind of like uh, if you're um a married person like like you are mm -hmm. and you're getting ready to leave in the morning and your significant other makes a disparaging comment about either how you're dressed or about what you didn't accomplish last night or that you know, what they want you to do tonight or this afternoon and so expectations mm -hmm. That, so that puts you into a frame of mind yes. where the oh. next person who crosses you is going to have a problem because you can't, you're not taking it out on your significant other, but the next person, like the guy on the road or your coworker that says something that's off color or whatever, and, and then, then they're the, become the recipient of, of your tirade. But it all from say the other person from before. Exactly. And I want to say too, and this is a, maybe a perfect opportunity, depression and low self-esteem can mask itself as anger. Sure. And a lot of times, and I'm going to state what you're saying about, you know, comments, we are our worst enemy, you know? And so if we grew up with parents or friends who would kind of nag at us, and most of us, I'm going to say, a blanket, probably 98, 99% of us were bullied at some point, either by an older sibling, parents, friends, aunts, uncles, um, schoolmates, uh, not school friends, mates, uh, teachers, you know, um, somebody, you know, daycare person or somebody, somebody probably set us into a mode of self 
deprivation, self-talk, self-negativity that just is like this recorder, back and back and back and back. And and many of us don't realize that it's that it's a movie that's continuously rolling, you know? And so the only way to change, and if you notice I changed my fingers, <laughs> you know, to going clockwise, because counterclockwise undoes it, counter going forward, you know, does help move that process of, of the, the brain shifting. And many of us, when we, we, the sad thing is many of us, when we have self low self-esteem end up connecting with a partner that either mirrors that self -esteem, low self-esteem by demeaning us and or we get into relationships with somebody who can kind of trigger those emotions even though we don't want to have that trigger it, it still comes up and that's where we have to kind of just tell ourselves we're done being that person kind of like for me you know i thought i was ugly growing up i thought I, I was so shy and quiet that i didn't have anybody who would talk to me i didn't have any friends on my block i didn't have anybody who would engage with me my classmates i had one classmate i'll play with you out of school when nobody can see me but i'm not going to play with you when everybody else can see me you know and being dyslexic, I was the last man on the totem pole who thought even better of myself. And even today, I had a migraine yesterday, so my dyslexia is triggered, you know, which means communication sometimes isn't as smooth. And I'm letting Michael kind of talk for me today a little bit so I can have some clarity because there's that product, that process of me that is needing to just kind of say, you know what, I am there but am I that being there? And I'm going to stop for a minute because even though my dyslexia is triggered, am I the dyslexic person? That's a label that I don't know uh, you deserve. I mean, it's, it is, your dyslexia is a condition that you have to live with just like everybody has got something going on mm -hmm. and you've done a really nice job of negotiating through it, but that it's not who you are. It is. No, it's, it is a, it's yeah, it's just not. It, it, it's not for it to control me. It's, it's called sometimes like I have to almost be like, sometimes we're a little bit friction, like, you know, housemates, but at the same time though, we're, we're in this together. And so we have to get, you know, like I told her this morning, I said, when my head still hurt and the, I call them my migraine hangovers <laughs> that, um, you know, I said, we just got to get up and we got to do it. We got to get up and do something today. And I've kind of understood that there's a part of me that knows what to do. And I just trust her. <laughs> You know, and it's sometimes it's a him because I know in me, if somebody really knew what was going off in my head, they might think I was schizophrenic, but <laughs> I had had a pestle life as a schizophrenic, but you know, there's that part of me that, that I believe that, that there's many beings with me that support me in my greater good. Then, then, then I, while, while Michael, Michael's here and, and I want to ask Michael a specific question. Yes. 
Why do you let her have migraines? Stop it. Make it stop. Well, he's saying because she's getting downloads. And she's also going through a very physical body change. And, and he's saying that this is part of it. And he's also said, he's kind of laughing. He says, honestly, we've taken the pain away from her. And I'm going to say that I used to get migraines where I would have to walk around the, um, the house with my eyes closed because I was in, so, I couldn't even, I couldn't watch TV. I had to be like this sometimes just to see out of my eyes because any influxation, I couldn't eat because I'd be in the bathroom and my, my whole body just shuts down. I can say in the last three months, he's true that I was at school yesterday with migraine. My stomach was flopping. My stomach was flopping. I really couldn't speak well. I was very, um, like sometimes I misspoke before I thought about what I was going to say, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't totally engaged with myself, but they're much better. But I've asked for less pain. Okay, then I've got another question for Michael while he's here. Well, Michael, while you're here, I got some questions for you. Uh, here's, you ready? here's another one. All right, what'd you pick me for? Pick, pick you for? Yeah, to, to, for to pick me to work with you. Why me? Why not somebody better? <laughs> he goes, there's no one better. Okay, so Michael is saying that... Um, Okay, so he, I'm debating if I should fully channel him or not. <laughs> or go for it, laddie. Okay, so for those who don't know, channeling means that you let another being come in to your spirit realm. Okay, kind of, I don't believe that Michael can fit into my body he's too big but yet he comes into my spirit he comes into my my aura of my being i when i channel there's people who can channel fully and they get out of the way i in this process choose not to because i'm still on video and it's kind of a control thing for me but i do change my voice and i do change how i look sometimes so I don't want people to know, you know, get the assumption. And I'm going to let you know, I only let certain people, certain en energies in. Archangels, uh, some fairies. Uh, I let my own fairy in. <laughs> you should, I channeled my own fairy one time. That was pretty fun. Uh, and, but I do not let loved ones. When I'm, when I'm doing a mediumship of loved ones, they sit outside of my being, but just outside my being. Okay. Uh, yes. And before you go, before you go into that, just I, everyone needs to be aware that, that when your the, the look on your face and the voice changes, that's not a conscious thing on your part. That just happens. That just happens. That's, I want to make that clear. Yeah. Because I, that's one thing that I really, when I step aside to be a clear voice and a clear channel, a clear communicator for those around me, that means I step aside my humanness. So that means I step aside the, I want to call it the, the, the stop zone or the manipulator 
part of me that she steps aside so I can be a clear channel, a clear voice. And when I say a clear channel, I just mean a clear communicator. Gotcha. Okay. So now if you, if you are um, watching this, and we'll just, and when I, I don't want you to do, I don't want Michael to go off on like an hour long tangent, but and if, he's he, not. if he could just kind of come in and talk about why the number one, who you are and why you are so special and why you were picked for this and why this uh, combination of you and I is going to be, is going to work and is going to be really good. And what was the thought process behind putting all that together? Michael's fiery, so he's already here. Um, yes, I can do that. Okay. So just give me a second here. Take your time. Okay, my dears. <laughs> so with this knowing of who you are, that this dear one has been chosen as an angel for all of us. And this dear one is my sister. She has become who we are, what we're doing, what we're going to be. She is the voice to be the greater good for all. So with this, my dears, when we are working through this, when you are working through a lot of your problems, this dear one knows how to speak the truth. She has been put in through a lot. And Kevin, my dear, you know how to work with her. You, my dear, are still one of those angel workers yourself. You used to be a knight, my dear. So you know how to be the, the fiery one for those behind you. That is why you're giving a voice to so many. And with that, keep trusting that. You two used to do things together. And that's why you know how to work with her. So with that, my dear, you are going to do good together keep believing it keep walking it and i just want those around you listening to this in the next moment this next time that no matter what happens in this life in this process of what you're going through this life-altering problem that you are on this earth just know i want you to know that the angels no matter what you believe in, are with you, being with you, showing you how to walk, showing you the way. The only thing that stops us helping you is you. So believe when you feel that love come over you, that is I. Yes, I can be in many places, but it's I, because I love to be the supporter of all working through what they need to work through. So trust, my dears, that no matter what you're going through, what you're doing, what you're going through, you will succeed. Huh. But change your idea of what success is, because sometimes it's just being love. Mm. So trust, my dears, that tomorrow is a new day. The next minute is a new day. And trust when you are down, that there's only up to go. Every ending is a new beginning. Believe that because you are the ones that need to walk through that new beginning. Just remember, I love, I love all, I love you, and you are the angels of this world. So believe you have the gift of love. Amen and namaste. Have you ever had like, <laughs> 
goosebumps when you're talking to us. When has anybody ever said to you, "Man, you gave me chills when you were doing that"? Yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Wherever you are. Oh, and, he's right here still. I'm still hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and thank him for that because I, I I really do appreciate. It. And you know, there are people that say, "Oh man, that's just a bunch of hogwash." But you know what? The message if you, if you if you get past the 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 changes in your in your voice and changes, and if you get past that and look at the message, mm-hmm. the message is key, and all the message. Always, always, always is positive and and right on point of actually what we've been talking about this hour. Yes. Well, I asked Michael, <laughs> I asked Michael when I was uh, the, the last minutes of getting together, what should we talk about? And so he kind of took over this, <laughs> this session, I think, personally. Well, Michael, if you know, a lot of people, you have Michael as a guide. And they're wondering, how does Michael get to be my friend's guide and not my guide and my grandmother's guide and my aunt's guide and how do uh, my uncle's guide? How do we do that? Well, it's called energy. Do how many people are online right now? I don't know, but if you'd like to call in and tell us, you you certainly can. Call in 206-730-9828 to talk to Natasha. This is a show that we do every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, and uh, it's your opportunity to talk to Natasha and to and to go down this road with her, which really is quite quite a fun road to go down when she starts uh, talking to you about yourself. Yesterday, or Monday, uh, Regan was just thoroughly impressed with with yes. uh, with everything that you said my son was like oh god dad another <laughs> another really amazing uh uh per- person to to do that so you you're really good and you, and it would behoove somebody to listen to you because you've got uh michael who is in your not in your head but he's standing right there beside you whispering things to you in 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 the positive light in the positive way that that he did for us and i would just encourage people to to take a positive outlook and it's it's going to be okay everything's good it, it really is and and that's the thing is is that many times we don't realize that if there's a negative thought that pos- passes through i get them all the time I get them all the time. I I was getting them yesterday. For some reason, my migraine turned me into a grump. <laughs> and I'm, pain, and yeah. I'm usually not a grump. Um, you know, and so with that, that there's these processes that that we go through that we have to go through. But yet when when I was there being a grump, I kind of asked myself, why am I a grump? Well, because I'm just needing to get done with what I'm getting done with without somebody saying, can you do something more? You know, sometimes it was just needing to, because my brain was working slower, so it took me a little longer, you know, that, and, and like my husband, he was really up, you know, he, he was having a good moment. And so we weren't on the same page to be able to negotiate how to work together so he would have an idea can you do this and i'm like going okay i'll get it oh wait a minute what's that person's name because i couldn't even think of their name (laughs) 
you know, we're all in this midst of, of our minds playing games and, and how much do we let it control us? What emotion stays on all the time? And we got to kind of say other emotions need to take turns. So that's where, like the other day, you know, it's like I needed somebody to have music on to just help me lift out of it. And I did listen to music this morning to help me lift out of it. But music is one of those things that, that, that clues me in. Some people, it's about walking outside. Some people, it's holding your cat. Some people, it's um, petting your dog. Some people, it's talking to a friend. Some people, it's just um, breathing or taking a shower. Or, but it's being in the moment that brings you joy. That one moment can help you move forward. How come we don't appreciate the present? because we're living in the past and we're moving to the future. We're never really in the present. And the present is the present. You know, it's, it's amazing how like one moment I was standing outside talking with a, a friend who was ready to leave. And all of a sudden here comes a ladybug flying across my for my front. And then here way away was a hawk that flew by. So something up close and something far away. Many of us don't see that both have perspectives. What's far away and what's here have, have perspectives that can help us through the moment. And, you know, lighty bugs I love because they're about that new wish, that new being, you know, that new, you know, they're great at eating aphids. So they're great at eating up our, what bothers us, you know. <laughs> it's Mother Nature at its finest. Exactly. And Hawk is about, you know, that magic of, of getting that upper perspective about becoming your empowerment, about having your inner strength. It's uh, the inner vision of what, who we are. And, you know, those you can read and you'll probably get something else definition, but that's what's coming to me now because that's what I'm to being told by those animals, that that's what they were representing for me at that time. But being in the moment, even though I was talking to someone, gave me the idea of what life was trying to show me now. Not exactly. getting caught up in what, now that doesn't mean we can't plan for the future or look in the past for what did it teach me so I can do better now. But it's about remembering to come back to center. When I was um, doing Positive Talk years ago, we had uh, uh, three ladies on from Gilda's Club which is a cancer support group. Mm -hmm. And I asked one lady who was a three-time, three-time cancer survivor. I said, how do you get through it? And she said, well, if you have one foot in the past and the other foot in the future, you're peeing on the present. <laughs> Don't pee on the present. <laughs> Live in the present and uh, you're right. Uh, and, 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 and enjoy the past, plan for the future, but live in the present because that's mm -hmm. truly all we got. One one moment at a time. Yes, and and, and that's one thing that that many of us. And, and I'm going to speak that you know I had my parents pass away. You know, within a short time when I was turning thirty, and and so it did give me the perspective of. Uh, you know, and then, you know, like neighbors up the street from me, you know, the day they retired, the next day they had a heart attack and passed away. 
You know, it's like there's oh, these- no, that, that now that sucks. It does suck because they were always planning for something, you know, planning for the future. And I love my husband. I love him, love him, love him. But he's one that he's always trying to live for the future. I say, sweetie, can we just do this today? Even though we may not have all the dollars, we may not have all the time, but can we just do it today? You know, we got a body that's going to move now. We've got the ability to do things within reason, but why can't we just do it today? What does he say? The wheel's turning. It's, 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 it's taking me several years to, to wake this part of him up, but it, it's starting to turn. Well, I, I'll, give you an, I'll give you a great example. My brother sold his house two years ago, uh, sold it for, I think he netted 200000 from it. And he, one of the things that he always, 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 did I say always wanted to do was to get a minivan and then uh, uh, travel around the country uh, evangelizing his particular uh, brand of uh, Christianity. And he, so he never did that. And uh, he, he thought about it, but he was just going to wait and not, another time would be a better time. Well, he's dead now. He died three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and he didn't accomplish anything he did. That's why I'm doing this with you. Thank here. you. Thank you. Yes. Yay. Yay. Because I, am, I refuse at this point to put it aside and the good Lord and my, my big old feet have made it possible for me to do this. So it's, it's, uh, um, it's important and you it's important for you to follow your heart. And, uh, um, it's like, it's like, uh, Braveheart. One of my favorite sayings in the entire world is your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. Yes. The heart is free. Just be willing to follow it. Yep. Exactly. And like, I love Maya Angelo that, um, you know, like she's had a couple sayings. Um, our crown is already, you know, was bought and paid for, you know, by our ancestors, our crown, what we have was already bought and paid for and worked for. So wear it boldly, wear it proudly, wear it with honor, wear it with kindness for others that are still realizing that we all have a crown that we can put on and be who we are needing to be. That doesn't mean ego. It means being honored to wear it. Mm -hmm. I know that that's one thing that I started doing back when, when uh, life was changing for me. And I just decided that I was going to surrender, trust, and accept that the greater good was going to happen. But it took me in the process of surrendering, <laughs> trusting, and, you know, accepting that, that it took me to do the walking to get somewhere. How did you, number one, know how to do that? And number two, what, what did you do on a daily basis to reinforce it? Well, what I did, and I wish that um, I could um, show you what I, the, the paper that I did, that when the year that the years that my husband was pretty much right after my mom and the years that my husband was drinking and, and going through that. And then finally he decided to get sober that I had a piece of paper and then on top of it, I surrender, I trust, and I accept. 
Okay. And underneath it, I said something like, I surrender knowing that the greater good is going to happen. I'm trusting the process of life is moving me forward. I'm accepting that what is in front of me is here to teach me, to show me what I'm needing to do. And then on the bottom of that, I said, I trust. And because it's that whole, that whole process of that. Now me, the universe put me back into school because I didn't learn a lot in, in my normal schooling. I, so now I'm working at an elementary school and with that, that I've learned the process of, of the sentence. So we have the noun, that's the application, is the important thing. We have the verb, the ing, of what we're working on. And then we have the, the kind of the, the, the fluff of it, which is the last word. You know, what is the bigger picture that we're working on? The... Um, I know what it's called, the adverb or whatever you're calling it. Um, but the two things. So there was times in my day, in my life where I wake up seeing this piece of paper because the first thing I see and the last thing I see is going to help me process life. Okay. okay. And with that, that I would, when I would look at it, I would say today, I can't trust. I just can't trust today. I cannot accept, but today I can surrender. So I would use my sentence. I'm going to trust the surrendering of my acceptance of life. Say that again. I'm going to trust the surrendering of the acceptance of my life. Cool. So I'm basically focusing, the ing is the action word, on my surrendering. So if that means things aren't going my way, I'm just going to go, okay, here we go. If things, if there's somebody moody around me, I'm going to say, you know what? Here I go. You know, I'm surrendering to the process. Instead of reacting to it, I'm going to surrender to it more. And then, then the next day I'd wake up and go, God, that was terrible work <laughs> I did yesterday surrendering. So I'm going to go into trusting. Okay, so I'm going to surrender to the trusting of the acceptance. So trusting. Okay, I'm trusting that this is here to teach me something. Hmm, okay. I'm trusting that when I am being talked to like that, I'm going to have boundaries. I'm trusting in the moment that this action that's going on around me is helping me become my greater good. You know, there's this, just this process of practicing that I was doing over a couple of years. So, it's, so I'm speaking of it easily now, going through depression, going through grief and doing this is not easy. No. You know, so, but I looked up what surrender meant. I looked up what accepting meant. I looked up what, um, what trusting meant. And I kind of applied that to my um, intentions of the day. Because the definitions of a word does kind of show you what what you're going to be working on. No, that's a, that's a, that really is enlightened, if, if mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Uh, no, that's actually the the word that is an enlightened way of being, um, which is which is really cool. And and you've gone through some really 
interesting, tough times to in order to get there. And I'd like to add one more thing, if I could, and that is um, people complain when they don't get that promotion. They complain when they don't have the money. They complain when uh, something goes wrong in their life. Rather than understanding that you are in total control and if you operate in a positive level and, and a positive vibration level every day and do what you know you need to be doing and being, that's a better word. If you know how you need to be, then everything will come to, to pass according to how you want it to be over time won't be over time and we got to give it an aspect it, it, not everything comes out the way that we want it but at the same time it's to our greater good and many a times that i'm gonna say though that many times we can't be positive but we can be kind to ourselves sure. we can be softer to ourselves we can be more gentler to ourselves and i and that doesn't mean that we're out of depression. That doesn't mean we're out of grief. It just means we can be a little bit more, like how would we want to treat a friend at this time and us be the friend in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, you know, we all have different. Uh, I'm going to go get my piece of paper while you're talking, Kevin, for just a minute. It's just right around the corner. Okay. I'll, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll watch you walk away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so while she's doing that, let me tell you a real quick story of how uh, I view life. And this is, and it's called the 50,000 foot view. We are always walking, 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 walking. We're going through life. We're continuing to walk. And we're like, we're in a forest, a deeply, um, um, a heavily forested for or a heavily heavily forested forest, if that makes any sense. Yes. So you can't see more than a tree or two in front of you, and a tree and two behind a tree or two behind you, and so you are always moving forward, but you can't see exactly where you're going. You know where you'd like to go, but you can't see it because you don't get to have that view. If you were to pull back. To 50,000 feet, you would see the trees, you would see the meadow, you would see the lake, you would see uh, all of those things. And those are all the things that you're going to be running across. And you have to trust and have the faith to keep going and to have the trust that somebody is guiding you. And that as you take each step forward, you're going to get to where you need to go and where you want to go, which is the meadow, the lakes, you know, so it's a, it's can be a beautiful thing, but you have to have the trust because if you don't trust and you're not sure where you're going and you stop walking, you'll never get anywhere. That's exactly. And, and there's that, that aspect of, you know, when we're in a thick of trees, we can start doing circles. Yeah. Which is a lot of us do that. We circle around to the same story. We circle around to the same habits. We circle around to, but it takes us go, oh, wait a minute. I've been here before. So how can I stop doing the circle? I'm going to put, a, I'm going to put, um, you know, maybe rocks behind me metaphorically so I can see that I'm walking forward because if they start curving, I know I'm going to be curving in a circle. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so start thinking about, wait a minute, I've been here before. 
whoa, I'm doing the same story. Ooh, I don't want to do the same story. That's you a, know? That was another story that I used to tell my assistant managers when I, when I was in the restaurant business and they were uh, uh, being, being a disciplinarian to a particular employee. I, I would say to them, okay, here's the deal. Uh, let's pretend that the, you're going to take this person and take them to a football field. Okay, you're going to put them on the goal line. You're going to blindfold them. You're going to turn them around three times, and then you're going to say, walk to the other goal line. And every time they start walking in the wrong direction, you're going to hit them with a stick. How long before they stop walking? And, and <laughs> this one assistant said, well, hell, I wouldn't walk at all. I'd just sit there because I'm not getting hit if I just sit there. And I said, exactly. If you don't it, it, and that's how you can handle your own life. Yeah, we get hit with a stick all the time. But if you just um, um, work through it and understand that that it's it's not the end and you're going to be fine and you'll get there in the right direction and with faith and trust and love. So there. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Now, it's your show, so keep talking. So this is the, an example of what I did. So on half the paper, I wrote, I surrender, I trust, and I accept. Okay. And so with that, so what I wrote, and these are my words and, and my belief system. Uh, now I choose Michael and the angels choose to use the word God. So that's one reason why I, I tag on to God or the higher beliefs of my higher power. So I surrender all my being to my power, my higher power. Okay. Yeah. I trust that all is in divine timing and purpose. That's a big one. Yep. I accept all divine love, beauty, and guidance in all. That's also a big one. So then underneath that, I wrote, all is well. When I get, I will give. When I learn, I will teach. And like Maya Angelou said, your crown is already paid for, so put it on and wear it boldly. And what I did was I folded the paper in half and then I folded it in half again. So that when I was out by my bed, this is what I would see. And I focused on this because in the morning or at night, I didn't want to read everything. But then this all is well. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be anything, but all is well. And if we trust that process, so then on my bed stand, that's what I would see when I went to bed and when I woke up in the morning. So I had a focus. I had an intention for my day. And that's, that, that helped you. It, it did help me because sometimes my mind, my depression, and my grief, were so strong that I had to do something physical to help myself acknowledge that I was supposed to go somewhere. And if that meant just doing my better, sometimes, which was grumpy, <laughs> sometimes it was tired, that sometimes I just had to do my better to make that walk forward. And what you're seeing is me right now becoming more in alignment for the dream that I've had and I've heard for a very long time. I've had this dream and this, uh, this moment of what Kevin and I are doing 
for at least 10, 15 years that has been towing, chewing around in my brain, my calling to do this. And finally, I'm in an alignment with it. And I feel worthy of being here. And that's that whole process of, of doing something like this is us becoming worthy and, and knowing that we are able to have it. You know, we didn't come into this world to be punished. We came into this world to be worthy of having something. Absolutely. And you, and, you, you get to have everything you want. It's like a candy store. But I will tell you, my dear, that, that when I called you way back in August and we were talking about doing stuff and I said, well, you know, we need to do more and we need to do a show and we need to end. Uh, I, I think that you're really good and really, and you started crying mm -hmm. because that was, and I didn't know squat. All yeah. I was doing was following what my heart told me that I needed to do mm -hmm. and how I wanted to present it. And so consequently, we're doing this. It's going to be big. It's going to be very popular. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. And it has nothing to do with ego. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's just. It's a calling. It's just mine is such a strong calling. Like I told my husband, if I didn't have this strong calling, yeah, sitting, you know, making dinner after work and, and, and coming home and doing really nothing would be a lot easier. But this calling is so strong. To, have, to be a voice, to be a light, to be a, um, a being in this world that, that shows something of, of grace for those who are walking not through grace, <laughs> that, that when we can just be who we need to be. And this calling is so strong that he's even going, I get it. Who, your husband? Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad because see, you are metaphorically, you are a salmon. Yes. The salmon doesn't know why, doesn't know how, but it always gets to the same place and it's got an incredible homing device or, or sequence to get there and they have no choice. Yep. There is no choice involved. It's a matter of this is, this is your path. This is what you need to do. Exactly. And I'll, I'll say this, that, um, that it, it was such a calling that a year and a half, almost two years after my mom passed, that um, I was uh, doing, I've always been intuitive. You know, I've known things my whole life. But the universe finally said, it's time for you to get out. It's find time for you to finally have a voice. And so I just was Googling something and all of a sudden my computer popped on Doreen Virtue, angel, th um, angel th therapy practitioner course. I saw it at the end of September, by the end of October, the first of November, I was going to Hawaii. To do what? <laughs> to take her course of how to be an angel practitioner. Oh, I've nice. always talked to angels. I've always done this, but what it did was it, it was about becoming more professional with it. Um, being able to listen to the voices a little bit clearer, how to trust yourself just a little bit more. And within just, a, I put out there, um, I need a roommate. Within two minutes, I got a roommate who now we are still best friends to this day. 
Uh, and that was, you know, over 15 years ago. So with that, the, the, when things are meant to happen, they will click. They will click. There's going to be troublesome. I've had troubles. I've been growing my business since, since then, but I was not in alignment with that truth. And that is the difference, I think, between this spring, because actually when COVID hit, that's the first time I was on the radio. Right. So for me, the message was, don't go inward. It's time for you to go in and out. Breath in, out, breath in. Breath out, breath in. Fly, birdie, fly. Fly, birdie, fly. It's time for you to get your wings. By the way, there is somebody who... (laughs) I'm going to out them right now. There's somebody who's listening to us. And if you'd like to talk to Natasha, you can via phone line. So let me write this down. 206-408-1395. And I want you to pick up the phone. Here's my hypnosis voice. Pick up the phone and call now. You have no choice. This is what you must do. <laughs> they probably hung up. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> and it is toll free. So even though it's a 206 number, it is toll free. Yes. And almost everything is these days on the cell phones, pretty much. It is. It, it really is. And and that's the thing that I have to, you know, kind of get over. <laughs> I remember when you used to do the phone this way. Oh, I, I a rotary phone? You betcha. Yep. You, you, you bet. <laughs> I still well, remember. I still remember my mom and my uh, my grandmother's phone number because it was like seven eight. <laughs> As I aged myself a little bit there. Well, that's, that's all right. My my son, my phone, cell phone was this goes back years when he was a uh, uh, like twelve or thirteen, and uh, so he's thirty or twenty eight now. So. Back in the 90s. And uh, um, I, I, we're driving, and my phone's not working. And I, and I said to him, look for a pay phone. And he said, a what? <laughs> look for a pay phone. I, I, what's a pay phone, Dad? It's like, well, there's a booth. That, never mind. They don't have them anymore. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. I am so grateful for this moment, though. And that's why I going back to the, you know, I like to circle around a little bit. But, you know, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, it's about being grateful that I can tell you, living my own life, being a witness of my own life, being a witness of my husband's who's gone from being a pessimist and it was thick and solid. Um plus being an, uh, an alcoholic and he was drunk usually by seven o'clock at night. So it wasn't, it was not an easy um, drinking process that he, since he's gone into gratitude, he's, he's feeling like he can manage the day. He feels like he can manage the day and being a man of service because he works in a, in a, in a retail place so he's dealing with personal customers all day long and service. And you know how he's not easy being in service. <laughs> you know, it's not always easy. You got multiple people coming that, that him finding gratitude gives him a chance to just breathe some days. Yeah. And, and be, and that's when sometimes you're finding that, that um, cloud that looks 
like a, like I posted, I, I do inspirational quotes on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, like there's, there's these processes of, of, you know, we look out the window and all of a sudden there's a rainbow or like the other day I looked up and here's a heart with a tree pointing to it. And it was like, Oh, the universe is saying that they love us. You know, it's just one of those things that we don't know what's around us until we open our eyes and look and be in the moment. Exactly. And there are times when being a leader of men and being a leader of women requires you to go above and beyond just a little bit. When mm -hmm. I was uh, in the restaurant industry, we had, uh, I worked at a, a, a white guy working at a Mexican restaurant, if you can imagine. In any event. <laughs> So, so it was Garcia's at Scottsdale, and on Friday night, we would do uh, 250, 300 dinners. A bar would be filled. There would be, I would have 60 employees and three managers and all that. And I would walk around like a fool going, we're going to be busy. You better get ready. We're going to be busy. Because what that did, <clears throat> and people, some of the, I had an assistant ask me one time, why do you do that? <laughs> It seems rather silly, don't you think? And I said, the idea is to get everybody pumped up that we're going to have a big night and that I've been here since 8 o'clock in the morning and it's 5.30 at night and I'm still pumped up, so you damn well better be. And uh, so, you know, the leadership can be can be as simple as that. It can be taking care of uh, folks because I, I admire your husband because – being in management with a bunch of folks and customers and stuff, it can be it's draining because nobody's there for you. You have to be there for them, but nobody is there for you. Exactly. And, and I know that, that many of us struggle with expectations. This should be this way. This, they should work that way. They should do this. Well, no, not everybody's us. No. Not everybody's going to be the expectation that we are. And that's where just finding the acceptance, the trusting, and the, and the surrendering of what this is here to teach me. And I can tell you that that statement right there, what is this here to teach me, has saved my bacon, I don't know how many times when I was hit by the wall of reality. And when I kept saying that, and actually I had a situation at work where I kept saying that, talking about being a leader, I kept saying that. There's something here about it. it this, this, this situation's here to teach me something. And two other coworkers started taking that aspect. And I can tell you, with all of us taking our, that aspect, it was amazing how much that situation moved out. Within three to six months, that situation moved out because we moved with, what is this here to teach me? And sometimes it was simple as boundaries. My coworker, my my uh, my uh, my uh, teacher supervisor, she said, "I kind of learned uh, professional boundaries. Professional boundaries. I'm going to have to interact with them on a daily basis. So I have to be kind, but I can also have boundaries. Kind of like I need to do my I need to do my work right now. Put on earphones and start doing her work. But she was nice and said, I, 'I'm sorry, I can't talk right now, but I have to do my work.'" She put on her earphones and she started doing work. She had professional boundaries. She wasn't mean, but she said no. And that's perfectly fine. 
saying yeah. no doesn't make you a bad person. A lot of times you just have to, in order for your own sanity and, and within your boundaries, it, it, you don't have to say, get the hell out of here. I hate you. No. But you can say, no, not right now. I've got to get this done. Yeah. And be, and mean it. Well, and yeah. mean it. So, but there again, going back to the beginning of this, finding gratitude and having this ability to do something. Um, and what is this here to teach me? We're going to be able to manage through COVID shutting us down again. You know, we're going to manage going through the elections. It's going to help us go through. And I know that other countries are going through elections and they're going through the COVID dances of things. And, um, and for many of us on the Northern hemisphere, we're going through getting into winter. And so many of us are going to be shut in our homes. What can we do to help us get ourselves out of our own stuff? Yes, one glass of wine works, maybe two. But does that mean that, that we're going to start falling into that circle of going down? We're going to have to find our own joy sometimes. And if you watch some of the videos of the first closure of, of COVA, some people did find that joy. And I bet you many of them to this day have found a path to live in. They found a path to go to after we started opening up because they kept thinking, they kept inspiration trickling in. Doesn't mean that they were that way 24 seven but they were that way more than not. It's a hard, hard thing that we do. And yes. there are lots of people and, and lots of people need, well, they could use some positive reinforcement because it is really hard if you're, if you're in your house and you're alone and you don't, and all you've got for company is the TV and not even a cat because, and for whatever reason. And, and so it makes it, very hard for for a lot of people so what you must do is use your passion mm -hmm. find something to do read a book uh write a book do a podcast listen uh, to music listen to something yep and two you know one thing that i did and this is something that i i forget to mention sometimes that there were nights where my mood, my depression, my grief were just loud. <laughs> they weren't going to go away. So I said, honey, I'm going to stay down here. I'm going to just, and I put on the movie that either made me more angry <laughs> or made me sad. And I gave myself a permission to have a night. As well you should. You need have to. A night. But then at the same time, I had a night. And then when I woke up the next morning, I said, okay, guys, grief, anger, emotion, you had last night. I have today, I need to do something different. So I will give you another night, another time. But right now, in this moment, in this being moment, I need to get my butt moving somehow. So if that means that I need to get dressed instead of wearing my pajamas to help me get out of my mood, sometimes I put on makeup because that's one of my kind of my my internal triggers to say I'm up instead of down, you know, so do something, even if nobody's going to see you do something that makes you feel better. Well, you get to see yourself. You get to see yourself because nobody can make you feel better, but you, 
Mm-hmm. And you have to let it go. Let, let all the negativity go. If you can. If you can. And or as much. But that's where sometimes if we can't, that's where we move into it. It's kind of like for me, I'm I have a class right now that's it's an endless class. It's, it's just one of those things that, you know, depends on when you sign up, depends on when we start it. And it's it's three months of a one hour session. And then two weeks later, we have another 20 minute session where we just check in. And it's about working through our shadows, working through our emotions, working through those things that 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 um, navigate through us. And and with that, that when we're moving through things, sometimes we have to take months to work there. So that's why I wanted three months with check-ins. Oh, there was an opportunity about a week ago that we were talking about. How did you change what you did before? You know, those are the questions that I like to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you can go to my website, www.angelicclarifications.com. Angelicclarifications.com. Two C's in the middle and an S at the end. And see if something like that works. I try to, I'm trying to lower my prices during this COVID thing just so that I can honor those needing to do some internal work. Because this is this is about me being able to support myself, but at the same time to honor those that are needing to do the work. And so I would love to support somebody who's needing this application. Well, when we talk about um, the energy of money, which we did a show that uh, Natasha wasn't in that one, but it was about the energy of money. And the fact of the matter is, is that you need to honor the energy of the money and the energy of what you are doing and not devalue what you're doing. That's, and that's, as, and also the people that will say, you know, I would really like to do this, but I don't have any money. Can you give it to me for free? They don't value the work either. And they're not going to do the work. No. And that's where I, that's where, like I said, I've done this, I've always been been intuitive, but I've done a lot of work, a lot of classes to be able to navigate life the way that I am having it right now and tuning into different things. Um, I've always been a channeler, but yet at the same time, when you need to channel online on time and in the moment, it takes another skill. You know, I'm not a... You know, it, it's, and, and so you need to have those pra- practice moments, but I would love for people to have another definition of, of a mantra for themselves. I'm worthy and in, I'm in alignment with my life being better. I'm worthy and I'm in alignment for my life to do its greater good for me. I am worthy and I'm in alignment for all that is coming forward. And I'm going to tell you, we are in a magnificent full moon coming up this this Saturday. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, that's Halloween. That's against the rules or something. I know. And so take obviously drink, I'm, going, water. I'm going to be working on something that I'm speaking about myself. <laughs> my voice was kind of going there. So with that, then I'm worthy and I'm in alignment. So what are you done with? Full moons are about being done. But if you're going to be done with something, what are you going to bring into your life? So I am done having devaluing myself. Yes. 
I am receiving and I'm in alignment for valuing who I am. All my lessons, all my experience have been here to teach me something for my greater good. Absolutely. So whatever you're done with, what are you going to replace it with? Positive words. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know what, sister? We've been doing this for our allotted time that we that we allow ourselves. Oh, and we even went over a little bit, didn't we? <laughs> we did, unless there's somebody that would like to, you know, like call. No, wait a minute. I, I've already closed that. So if you've, got, if you've got something you'd like to say, you can chat on the YouTube thing and uh, thingamajiggy, and uh, we can do that. But but uh, what else? What in clothing, in closing, what would you like to say about this episode, what we talked about and, and, and all of that. Well, going around through the waves that we did, and I'm going to repeat something that Michael said, and this is why I kind of stay here a little bit is that he was saying that no matter what your belief, that the angels are with you. So when you're feeling like you're in a dark corner in your home alone, you're truly not alone. And when you feel that love, those goosebumps, the wings around you, uh, something else in the room with you that is love, believe it. They are there supporting you. And if you get that voice in your head, you know, like, like Kevin saying, do you want to work with me? That first thing that, that you, just trust. If it's for your greater good, it's going to be something. And if you hear that, Light a candle. Sometimes if we light a candle, it's lighting a room. Mm -hmm. Sometimes and light it safely, by the way. And and or if 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 music does something, or even like what Kevin has behind him, sometimes just looking at a positive picture, it can change who we are. So just believe that. Just believe it, please. You are worthy of being alive. And this next moment will be your greater good if you so choose to walk forward to receive it. And everything is yours. The future is yours. You can do anything you like. Remember, your life is empty and meaningless. So fill it up with something that really rocks your boat and create the meaning that you want for it. Because mm -hmm. if you do that, you become a shining light. And what ends up happening is the people around you are like, what the hell happened to him? How come he, how did he get so happy? All light attracts light. Exactly. Exactly. And if, and, uh, I was I was going to make a silly statement, but I won't because we've been having a nice, a serious discussion. <laughs> That's okay. We can end on it. We do need to end this though, because you know it is coming up to that. We try to stick it at an hour, but sometimes an hour just doesn't work. <laughs> yep, I know. I'm afraid I've got to say it. And you buy a candle if you if you want to really meditate and get in deep, or if you got gas, one of the two. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independent Report. Dot.